0: Chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. For yourselves, brethren, know our entrance in unto you, that it was not in vain. But even after that we had suffered before, and were shamefully entreated, as ye know, at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. Now, Paul says here, we didn't come to you in vain. The word vain means empty without results. We didn't come with empty entertainment. We came to you with a word packed with power in the Holy Spirit. And when we preached this gospel to you, a radical change took place. We didn't let anything stop us from declaring the gospel to you, not even what we experienced in Philippi. Prior to coming here, Paul says that he had been shamefully treated in Philippi. This account is found in Acts chapter 16. After Paul cast out a spirit of divination out of a certain damsel, her masters were angry with Paul because they could no longer make any money from her fortune telling. So they captured Paul and Silas and brought them before the rulers with accusations against them. The magistrates commanded for them to be beaten openly. And chapter 16 in the book of Acts, in verse 25 says, And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison. Now, after Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God at midnight, and after the great earthquake that caused the jail doors to open, and after the jailer and his house were saved, look at what happened in verses 36 through 40 of that same chapter. It reads, And the keeper of the prison told this saying to Paul, The magistrates have sent to let you go. Now therefore depart and go in peace. But Paul said unto them, They have beaten us openly, uncondemned, being Romans, and have cast us into prison. And now do they thrust us out privately? Nay, verily. But let them come themselves and fetch us out. And the sergeants told these words unto the magistrates, and they feared when they heard that they were Romans. And they came and besought them and brought them out and desired them to depart out of the city. And they went out of the prison and entered into the house of Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. And Acts chapter 17 and verse 1 says, Now when they had passed from Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to, Th- to Thessalonica. Where was a synagogue of the Jews? Now this is the experience he was referring to here. He didn't slow down because of that experience. He didn't change his approach. He bounced right back and went to, went to Thessalonica and preached the gospel there with the same boldness, just as he had done at Philippi. Oh, glory to God. Verses three through five. For our exhortation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanness, nor in guile. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God which tried our hearts. For neither at any time used we flattering words, as ye know, nor a cloak of covetousness, God is witness. The Apostle Paul was consistent in his delivery of the gospel. Everywhere he went, he preached it with boldness. He never changed it to suit different groups. He was never motivated by greed. His motives were pure. He was not a people pleaser, nor had he ever sought popularity. He wasn't trying to make a name for himself. He didn't use flattering words. He didn't treat the rich different from the poor. He sought to please God in everything he did. And then he, go, then he says, God is witness. God is our witness. Oh, glory to God. Verses 6 and 7. Nor of men sought we glory, neither of you, nor yet of others, when we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ. But we were gentle among you, even as a nurse cherishes her children. Paul never sought position or honors. It wasn't about the money for Paul. It was all about Jesus. He had pure motives. He graciously approached them in love. Verses 8 and 9. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you, not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls, because you were dear unto us. For ye remember, brethren, our labor and travail, For laboring night and day because we would not be chargeable unto any of you. We preached unto you the gospel of God. Now, Paul had a genuine love for the Thessalonian believers and refused to pick up an offering for himself. He chose rather to work night and day to meet his needs and the needs of those who were working with him in the ministry there. Now, it's nothing wrong with being compensated for your labor in the word. This is something that Paul chose to do here, and by doing so, he gave the Thessalonians a clear view of his heart. Paul was driven by his passion to fulfill what God had purposed for his life. All right, verses 10 through 13. Ye are witnesses and God also How holily and justly and unblameably we behaved ourselves among you that believe. As ye know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father doeth his children. That ye would walk worthy of God who had called you unto his kingdom and glory. For this cause also thank we God. Without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Now Paul says here that the Thessalonians were witnesses of who they claimed to be. Not only was God their witness, but the Thessalonians were witnesses also. Listen, actions speak louder than words. They had watched Paul's actions and knew that he was a man after God's own heart. Paul treated them like a father does his children, graciously with plenty of love, and he had exhorted and charged each of them to walk worthy of God. And he was grateful to God that they had received the word given and that they had obeyed. Hallelujah. Verses 14 through 16. For ye, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews, who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets and have persecuted us, and they please not God and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved, to fill up their sins, uh, always, for the wrath is come upon them to the uttermost. Now the Thessalonian church were primarily made up of Gentile believers that were being persecuted by the unsaved Gentiles in their country. In like manner the Jewish Uh, Believers in Judea were being persecuted by unsaved Jews who both killed Jesus and their own prophets and persecuted Paul and company. They tried to prevent them from declaring the gospel to the Gentiles. Verses 17 through 20. But we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavor the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Wherefore well, we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. For what is our hope, or joy, or crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For ye are our glory and joy. We see here that Paul's joy, his passion, was to win as many souls to Christ as possible, and in the end, Be with them in glory. Hallelujah.